Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TSG Podcast, episode 15, with your host, James Green. Happy hump day to everyone. Hope everyone's having an awesome Wednesday. We are halfway done with the week. Hope everyone's excited about that. I'm excited because I got some awesome news to share with you, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about FCC's investigating why the Wi-Fi was banned at the Monday night's debate. We're also going to be talking about Russia kicking out U.S. technology companies like Microsoft out of their country. What the hell is going on over there? Uh, we're going to be talking about the student that discovers a new way to destroy super antibacterial-resistant drug. Oh, my God. I cannot talk today. Jeez. Student that discovers a new way to kill all bacteria without using antibiotics there we go we can finally got there and last but certainly not least battlefield one on xbox one size revealed so we're going to be some more on that for first let's dive into the fcc now i don't know a lot of if all if any of you watched monday's night debate but it was pretty crazy at first it seemed like it was going to donald and then hillary clinton got it right back on track she looked like she Ended it off on a good note. But it was more than just them two talking shit to each other. There was also some Wi-Fi troubles that were going on at the debate. According to RS Technical, one member of the Federal Communications Commission named Jessica Rosenworcel, excuse me, I cannot pronounce it. Rosenworcel, there you go, has asked the agency to investigate the Monday night evening ban on journalists wi-fi personal hotspots at the presidential debate according to our technica the host venue demanded that these journalists pay two hundred dollars to access the wi-fi on the campus and they were told to shut down their own personal hotspots or they had to leave the debate that's pretty harsh it's pretty harsh horse hostra what the hell is going on over there? Why is it doing this? So there was at least one photo that was taken by a photographer named Kenneth Vogel of Politico. They showed that there was a handheld device that was being used to scan for and locate any rogue Wi-Fi networks. So they were pretty serious about this shit. I want to figure out why this shit was going on. So we're going to sit down and figure out what the actual fuck was going on. So, in order to be clear, there was no evidence that suggests Hofstra or anyone working at the university was actually trying to block any Wi-Fi signals from coming in, as has been the case in other related circumstances that have drawn the ire of the FCC. So, right now, there's no evidence, but it still seems pretty strange that they are charging you 200 bucks just to use theirs. Now, earlier, Commissioner Jessica Rosenworcel tweeted saying that something was not right about this. So she cited an August 2015 order from the FCC forcing a company called Smart City to no longer engage in Wi-Fi blocking and to pay $750,000. Hofstra, Hofstra University has not responded to Ars Technica's comments. But they have an update on there, so what's going on? So there was a spokeswoman for the university that came out with a statement. says, quote, the commission 
on presidential debates sets the criteria for services and requires that a completely separate network for the university's network be built to support the media and journalists. This is necessary due to the volume of Wi-Fi activity and the need to avoid interference. The rate car fee of $200 for Wi-Fi access is to help defray the costs and the charge for the service does not cover the cost of the build-out. So for Wi-Fi to perform, ultimately the system must be tuned with each access point and antenna. When other Wi-Fi access points are placed within the environment, the result is poor service for everybody. To avoid unauthorized access points that could interfere, anyone who has a device that emits RF frequency must register the device. Whenever an RF emitting device was located, the technician notified the individual to visit the RF desk located in the hall. The CPD RF engineer would determine if the device could broadcast without interference. So that is that is according to the spokesman on what's going on and why this charge. It seems legit, but at the same time, I don't know. It seems a little weird. It's like they're trying to, to shut the journalists off from not trying to say anything about the debate. Well, let's say they do shut them up, but they're not going to shut up the people that are watching them. They ain't going to shut them up, though. So either way, the, either way someone's going to say something that they might not like. So I don't know where I stand at this for I think it sounds legit, but at the same time, I feel like something else is going on. It just seems weird that you're charging people this much just to access the Wi-Fi, which is a little strange. First of all, you're a university that has a lot of students, probably in the tens, probably hundreds of thousands of students over there that use the Wi-Fi there all the time. I'm pretty sure you can handle like a few like hundred people that were in the location for the debate so i'm i'm i might call bullshit i'm think i'm from i'm gonna call bullshit on this one because you support thousands upon thousands of students at the university that use the wi-fi all day every day so i'm pretty sure your wi-fi can handle just like a few hundred people that are there for the debate i'm not sure the exact number how many people were there but i'm sure it's not a lot i'm sure it wasn't a lot that your network can't handle so i'm it seems sketchy it seems a lot sketchy right there it seems real sketch moving on let's talk about russia so russia is kicking microsoft out of their country according to course the city of moscow is getting rid of russia of, of getting rid of microsoft excuse me <laughs> Moscow getting rid of the whole country. That's funny. So Russia's capital is ditching Microsoft technology after President Vladimir Putin urged state officials and local companies to reduce their reliance on foreign technology. As a result, it's replacing Microsoft Exchange and Outlook on 6,000 computers with email systems developed by state-run carrier Ross Telecom PJSC. It may also consider installing software developed by Russians, Russia's new cloud technologies to replace Microsoft Windows and Office on nearly 600,000 machines. Now, I'm not sure why Russia feels the need to have their own technology in there without the U.S., but we're going to get into that in just a minute. 
So more on the story. So Russia is began pushing for technology to to be self-sufficient after the EU and US enacted sanctions against that country for its illegal annexation of Crimea back in September 2014. There you go. That's why. So they're feeling a little butthurt about it. So while both of these countries at large are they're big enough to survive without the other, there's only one obvious loser in this whole debacle. Silicon Valley. So these sanctions here, they force many of these Western techno technology companies to, to sever ties with the corporations in Russia. So that means Microsoft, Oracle are cutting out all these companies out of the domestic, uh, from their domestic software market, which had a value of $3 billion in 2015. So that's a lot of money these companies are losing right now because of this bullshit. In addition, Putin's internet Saar German German Klementko, hope I pronounced your name correctly, proposed heavy taxes and including 18% on app store purchases for US technology firms such as Apple and Google. So it seems like this is like a little a stab at an American saying, you know what, you're gonna sanction me for doing what I did illegally in Crimea. You know what? Get your companies out of my fucking country. Sounds like a little butt butt hurt right there, Russia. What are you doing? So it's no it's not a surprise that America is it looks a bit unwelcomed in the country. So it's no surprise at all. So at the US presidential debate on yet on Monday, Hillary Clinton held Russia responsible for increasing number of cyber attacks on the US, including the July hack of the Democratic National Committee. She says, quote, We are not going to sit idly by and permit state actors to go after our information. And the Russians need to understand that. I think every single person on the planet needs to understand that. Like, it's not okay for you to go hacking in someone else's shit, okay? In Russia, you need to stop being butthurt over it, okay? What you're doing is, is illegal. It's not right. Crimea didn't do shit to you. I don't, I don't, I'm not exactly sure, 100% sure of what was going on since the U.S. and the EU are sanctioning Russia for this uh, annexation of Crimea, it sounds pretty illegal what Russia did. And Russia is like, you're getting sanctioned, bro. You're like, you're getting a little punishment. You're getting a punishment for it. And now they're like counteracting that punishment. It's like, all right, since you're going to punish me for doing this, you know what? Get your countries out. Of, get your companies out of my country. You know what? Microsoft, get out. Apple, get out. Apple, Google, get out. You know what? I'm increasing your tax, giving you 18% on app store purchases. Fuck off. Get out. You're not, you're not, no, we're, we got our own technology here. We don't want you. Get out. Get out. Since you're going to do this to me, I'm going to do this to you. Stop being a little bitch, Putin. Seriously. It's, it's just sad. Now it's just terrible that these companies are going to lose billions of dollars on this because, a, because President Putin is being butthurt right now. Understand that what, what you're doing is not okay, sir. Okay. It's, it's not cool, so expect some consequences to go with that. And now you're just being a little bitch. Sorry, not sorry. You're being a little bitch right now. So moving on. Let's do something. Let's, I'm going to talk about this student that did something awesome in science right now. So a student discovers a way to destroy superbug bacteria without any antibiotics. What? According to Inhabitat, a 25-year-old student has discovered a way to destroy 
antibiotic resistant bacteria without plummeting them with more antibiotics. The student's name is Shu Lam, if I pronounce it right. If I pronounced it right, he here is it he or she? It doesn't. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. So Lamb successfully destroyed superbugs in a lab test using a star-shaped polymer that literally rips the cells apart. So this breakthrough could signal a complete overhaul on how the medical community approaches new deadly bacteria. So this is pretty awesome because it used to be you put in some antibiotics there, bam. You uh, you're you're good, and then now these these there's these bacteria are getting they're more resistant to the drugs that we put in you so, to cure you. So now this is awesome student here has found a new way to do it. We don't have to use any more antibiotics. Maybe we could use them at first, and like oh it's resistant. Or I introduced this star shaped polymer. It'll fucking destroy them. It's fucking awesome. More. So currently, antibiotic resistance in bacteria, including methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, or MRSA, killed 700,000 people a year. Damn, that's a lot. I didn't even know that. That is fucking crazy. Scientists are worried that not that number could skyrocket to 10 million by 2050 10 million people get killed by this could die from this in 2050 oh we need to stop this shit asap so of course these the scientists are searching for new ways to successfully intervene before it gets way out of proportion so the university of melbourne student shu lamb believes she oh we found our answer she may have found a solution so her study, which was published in Nature Microbiology, details the mechanism of SNAPs, or structurally nano-engineered nano antimicrobial peptide polymers, or SNAPs. So how does this work? It worked by directly targeting, attacking, and destabilizing the cell membranes of the superbugs. So they are large enough that they do not affect healthy cells, which are affected by conventional approaches that that poison the the bacteria. And so far at this point, she has successfully tested SNAPs on six different strains of superbugs in the laboratory setting and one in live mice. In each of these experiments, the nasty bacteria were all killed and did not develop any resistance to the polymers in future generations. Awesome. That is exactly what we're looking for. We're winning this fight. This is a this is a sign showing that we are winning this fight. So the, the development is still in its early phases right now, but yet Lamb and her team believe they are onto something really big and Lamb, you are absolutely correct. I do believe you're onto something really big. This could definitely change how we uh go about attacking uh super super bugs, bacteria. Instead of keep pumping them with more antibiotics and then their next generation are like, ha, I'm immune, bitch. You can't attack me now. So now we show them by introducing polymers into your body and they're like, oh, shit, I'm dead. I can't. There's nothing they can do about it. And there's good evidence that shows that their offspring don't develop a, 
an immunity or some type of resistance to these uh, polymers. So that's fucking awesome right there. One science, zero bugs. Let's go. Let's keep. Let's get this. In, let's make another W in science, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get this other W. Last but certainly not least, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about Battlefield 1. Now, Battlefield is coming out in, in a month, so get ready, guys. So some Reddit, Reddit users are reporting that the World War One game has been preloaded onto their Xbox systems, revealing the size of their of the game. So according to GameStop, Neo Gaff user Theory echoed the news with a screenshot, which is listed below in the article, showing how big it is. So in addition to any launch date patches, Battlefield 1 will take up to 42.6 gigabytes of space on your hard drive. So clear out your hard drive right now, or you can get an external hard drive connected to your Xbox One and you can you have more room. But for those with a one terabyte hard drive on their Xbox, I'm pretty sure you guys are okay, hopefully. so. I know I'm going through the pro the process of like trying to get rid of games or any other apps on there that I don't use, but in a soon I'm gonna be ha I'm gonna have to either invest in a external hard drive or upgrade to a terabyte Xbox One, which is more money. I'd rather go for the hard drive. So more in the news. EA released a new trailer today that shows off the game's single player campaign. The mode will feature multiple playable characters, including the Bed Bedon Badani women woman warrior who was first seen in the very first trailer revealed. So that's awesome. We get a woman. We get to play as a woman in there. That's fucking awesome. Why didn't they do this in the other ones? Whatever. Whatever. It's cool. It's cool. I'm not. I'm not hating. It's awesome. So the Battlefield One releases for PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC on October 21st. So players can play the games. Two weeks early if you subscribe to EA or Origin Access. But it's important to note that the content is limited, ladies and gentlemen. You can only play for 10 hours. And there are only five maps and four modes you can play. As opposed to the nine and nine maps and six modes in the full version. So early access Battlefield 1 is available if you purchase the deluxe edition of the game, which gets you into the full game three days early on October 18th. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Hope you got a lot of news out of this and hope I I satisfied your geeky urges and your geeky hunger for technology, science, and gaming. Like this episode, share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and follow the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. So, I hope you guys really enjoy this. I'll see you guys on Friday for episode 16. Until then, stay geeked, stay awesome.